Okay, cold opening today. Marquis Smith chances on the studio of his band, Craig Scanlon and Steve Hanley, playing Agadu for fun. He makes them play it all night long and then adds lyrics about Harold Shipman. I'm Marquis Smith. Alistair, would you like to be Craig or Steve? Ooh, Craig. All right, and you're Steve. And action. Oh, what's that you're playing there? That's brilliant, keep playing it. You can't make us do that, seriously. Oh, Mark, no. Steve, Craig, keep playing it, it's brilliant. Oh, Mark, no. Seriously. I walk up the street and down the hill. I'm giving out drugs to all the old ladies. Oh, and action! Hello and welcome to the Fallout Podcast, episode 62, aka I Still Believe in the R&R Dream. It's a fall, futile fall showdown. All 525 songs going head to head in an ultimate, never to be repeated once in a lifetime showdown. Split into four eras, 77 to 85, 86 to 93, 94 to 01, and 02 to 17. All hail fall imperialism. Realism. Waxism. Tonight, Spectre versus Rector versus Live at the Witch Trials, Strychnine versus The Littlest Rebel, Cab Driver versus An Ivanhoe's Two Pence, and Cowboy George versus Strange Town. Sponsors, The Annotated Fall, where we nick all our stuff from even the stuff that they get wrong. I'm not joined tonight by Mr. Pippington Beard because he's sick in bed. I'm not joined tonight by Lord Sage Temple because he's also sick in bed. Joined by T-Bone Pemberton Walker. How are you doing, Alistair? All right, you know, I'm not sick in bed last man standing just You've shitting won. in bed that's you know that's a daily occurrence surely oh, of course joined also by tiny tim Twa from the other side and i'm your host tree three beards joined by a very special guest my cousin my cousin froze nightshade wheezy ouija bow of worsley mains uh froze how you doing i'm okay i'm just stuck on a train waiting for a second train so now, i have an hour to kill so froze i i don't know a lot about your knowledge of the fall but i i know you're not a fan is that correct the fall being the musical act yes not, not the not the american autumn i see um both mediocre but i don't care to say more well we uh alistair i believe that you've got a futures and past for us today haven't you tell us about uh, that yeah I, I, allegedly so you know um i've uh, brought to the table today very tenuous sort of, like folly thing uh mostly about athletes uh, that's that's where it comes into it that's the main link uh but yeah spinal tap kind of like doing a bit of research on on him and went onto Wikipedia. Apparently, they're a fictional band, which just kind of like says, yeah, Wikipedia, they know nothing because Spinal Tap are not a fictional band because I've seen them play songs on video, on Tintinet, which they've written themselves and they've done gigs. Uh, so they can't be fictional, can they? It's more conceptual. So fuck you, Wikipedia. Shall we have a listen to one of their early ones first? Go on, let's go for it. Stop wasting my time. Give me some money. Give me some money. 
1967, uh, you, that was the first time Spinal Tap came into existence. Well, the whole world was changing in those days. Oh, yeah. And the, also, we had the world's ear because we had just released an enormous selling single. Uh, yeah. Listen to the flower. Flower people. We toured the world, we toured the states. We toured the world and elsewhere. It was, it was a dream come true. You know, there's a new awareness sweeping the world these days. Call it peace, call it love, call it flower power. We just call it the hottest sound across the Atlantic since Mrs. Murphy's chowder. They're from England, and don't let the name scare you. They're full of love. Please welcome Spinal Tap. Listen to what the flower people say. Like a bolt out of the blue Ah, listen It could be calling now for you So there we had uh, two early songs by the definitely not fictional Spinal Tap. Give me some money and listen to the flower people. Alistair, what have you got to say for yourself? Well, uh, give me some money technically is the Thamesman. You know, they they went through various guises in in their early days, you know, before they became Spinal Tap, the fully formed uh, beautiful creature that they were. Yeah, I mean, they they went through, they they were originally the originals uh, and then they became um, the new originals after a bit of a split. Uh, perfect name for a band. Yeah, but it uh, allegedly formed in some place called London. I uh, never heard of it. Uh, in the 1960s, uh, when you know, like the internet was in black and white and stuff like that. Yeah, they did, they did some decent 60s beat tunes going on there and some nice, uh, intelligent lyrics. You know, they put Bob Dylan to shame, in uh, my opinion, with the craftsmanship. You know, and they continued to pave the way for enlightened attitudes towards various subjects such as uh, sex, uh, sex, and sex. Uh, when uh, you know the band finally evolved into Spinal Tap. They really did develop the, the, the sex sex and um, a bit of religion in there sometimes, a bit like the Pixies. Do you want to go for another one, Brendan? Play another. Aye. Let's hear about them mud flaps. Oh, yes. bottom drive me out of my mind how could i leave this behind is one of the greatest lyrics of all time i want to sink it with my pink torpedo <laughs> rose rose are you a tap fan we know that you find the fall mo- mediocre at best but uh, what about the tap well yes i'm infamiliar 
which is in fact a word with this <laughs> band. I believe until now it was some kind of procedure, but upon hearing it, I like I like several things. I like how similar one of them sounds to Mr. Burns. I like how there's a sort of Japanese melody at the start of every song, and I like um, I like the, the website it's being provided on is very good, very clear. All positive, all positive. I think the, the most famous member of TAP was Principal Skinner from uh, Springfield Elementary. Uh, could be wrong on that one, though. I agree. <laughs> I but agree yeah, with that act. I mentioned that like Pixies earlier, like for, for the lyrics with the um, sexual religion sex kind of thing, like. But you know, unfortunately, TAP didn't make as much money as Pixies did. Like, uh, but at least they ended up as a sport act for a puppet show, which is dead similar to Frank Sidebottom, really. You know, he kind of like peeled into insignificance when it came down to Little Frank and Little Denise and uh, Amoeba Frank and uh, Breville Toaster. Exactly. Shall we? Uh, shall we take it home with the greatest? Spinal Tap rock song of all time. Tonight I'm going to rock you tonight. Oh, sounds familiar. sweet indeed yeah i mean like right that one yeah athletes cured dead bloody obvious I, but back in the day 80s 90s touring bands they, you know they go around on the, the, the tour bus the tiny little boxy tv and if they're all fancy pants they might have uh, had a vcr and some video cassettes in there and uh, spinal tap did tend to be uh, a staple for, for those kind of uh, tour buses so long hours boring watching the film repeatedly <laughs> to alleviate the boredom yeah it, it's uh, it's real it's true it's it's not fictional at all it's it's all about bands and anybody who's ever been in a band will see the stupidity of it and that is reflected beautifully in uh, in spinal tap holding a mirror to the I, scene athletes cured is not in tonight's episode i, I thought about putting it in but i thought it was too, too much too much Alistair. But um, the story, I believe, is that uh, Hanlon and Scanlon, uh, Smith Hanlon came and Scanlon. <laughs> Exactly. Scanlon and Hanley were playing it in the studio, just playing around, or the boys were playing it in the studio. Came in and they were met, and he was he said, carry on playing that. Just do that. And they were like, oh, come on, Mark. It's, it's just, it's, it's final tap. So I don't know what that is, which he obviously did. And he's he like, did. no, you have to keep playing it. And Simon Rogers got, pump pipe enthusiast Simon Rogers got so annoyed, he, he left the studio. He quit. <laughs> And he came up. Hold on, who's that at the window? Did you know that that fellow there with that tash? Is he? Is he come for you? I think he's my uncle. My uncle. <laughs> Let him in. Boys, oh boys, oh, oh, oh. I've never even known you did another podcast as well, boys. <laughs> oh, who's that? Becky get? Oh, yo. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, boys. Oh, yes, I got some stats by all by your full podcast. Ten K lessons. Can you believe it? You got ten K lessons. Them lot over there's only got ten hundred. And here's one. This is EP episode six, episode sixty two of Fall Podcast. That's 
four less than the number of people who played in the bloody fall. Ah, oh, and I tell you what, you over there with the NHS and you over there with you over there with the NHS hat on. Uh, nine out of eleven songs on Grotesque have gone through, but how many songs off this nation's Saving Grace have gone through? One, one, bloody one. I am Damo Suzuki. I've got far gone now. Have a good show. Bye. See you later. Bye. Never, Leave a key. I've never seen that fella before, Nathan. Are you sure he's your uncle? Yeah, he's um, he's one of the more normal ones. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen, let's crack on because we've tarried too long. First track up tonight is Spectre versus Rector off Dragnet. versus Rexter Alistair as is not customary I'm coming to you first what do you make of Spectre versus Rector Dragnet 1979 well this is a traditional I have to do some bad joke at the beginning of it so yeah this one's about uh, Phil Spectre going to uh, confession but yeah I, at the beginning of it like dead sort of like lo-fi just sounds like Smith's shouting over um a rehearsal <laughs> or live gig performance but yeah I love the Bad, bad Earth guitar at the beginning that's just so, that's that's class you know there's not enough bands do that use equipment that could kill them you know and it should be encouraged uh, definitely in, in a lot of bands cases and uh, the, the beginning of it it gives you a big clue as to where you, the, the song's going I love the guitar noise that's going on on it I think there's like a really heavy kind of like influence for this song with people like you know Sonic Youth Bottle Surfers for their earlier stuff but yeah, towards the end of it, you didn't play any of the end bit there, Brendan. You know, the, the sound clears up a little bit and um, gets into a groove and there's a real dark vibe to, to the song. It, that's one of the things that kind of attracted me to the fall, how they can get like a really sort of evil sound going on. And there's other bands that have done that. I mean, like uh, Magic Band did that to me as well, like and, um, some, some early Perubu stuff. But they've, like, they've got a real dark vibe going on. And that's one of the things that I really love about this. So, yeah, and that's all I have to say about it for the moment. Well, 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 absolutely. Dark, dark vibes. Here's what Ezra had to say. Many reasons to love Spectre versus Rector. Here are some. Number one, to my knowledge, it is the first long-form bardic rant from group, first in line of great tradition. Number two, if Dragnet hadn't already cemented the idea of lo-fi as an aesthetic, Spec versus Rex stakes hi-fi vampire definitive through heart. Number, he doesn't sound sick, does he? Number no, three. He says, this is 
It's just blagginess. Number three, music is impeccable. Fevered incantation guitars wind in and around the bass like vines throttling trees and tombs. Guitar parts are insanely good. Is it me or does this track seem to flip from muddy underdubs to relatively clean sound at about 350? Yes, it does. Would love to know more about how this was recorded. A stupid man is their ideal. I wish I could claim this is precog evidence. Unfortunately, just evidence of the utterly corrupt and timeless stupidity of humans. Still, at least we have this great track. So thanks, buttheads. So froze over there, my cousin, my cousin. Yeah. Do you think this is marvelous? I'm I'm beginning to understand why the other two members of your group claimed to be sick this week. And my first clue was this piece of quote unquote music. Uh, I didn't realize I'd opened a playlist at first. I thought I'd opened stock audio of some bins with shit dripping out of them being rolled up and down drives after like <coughs> I'm having a visceral reaction um, that's, that's all the stuff I like about it I did listen to it two or three times just to make sure it was definitely music still not sure <laughs> are they trying to make coherent music or is this just a couple of mates having a laugh magic it's not music I see well this would not be fooling pen or teller <laughs> I prefer my music to be not garbage screeching and as a church man, I found it offensive. <laughs> and we can all speak to noise. I don't know what makes this all group so different to, let's say, Beofung of Scylla with the seminal hit Temple Emmanuel. I think if you're going to do a podcast, it should be about the 12 albums that Beofung of Scylla released. Songs where I come from range between two and a half to three and a half minutes, and they say exactly what they need to say. I believe this is farcical indulgence. <laughs> Steady on. Steady on there, Frost. Dite. Here's what Tim says. Spectre versus Rector. Nout more fall than this. Filthy, moody, experimental, but brutally direct. Dripping in Nathal, Tep and Co. Should I call it? Yes, you should call it. I'm going to call it. What I say is this is the quintessential fall song. Yes, I'm calling it. I'm calling it now in round one. Filtered through mud, slicing, discordant bass. A, a symbol that Mez apparently recorded while he was singing, which is why it's so loud and clanging all through the entire track. The whining guitar, as lo-fi as it gets. Smith is singing over a tape that clearly already has him on it. I believe they recorded it, and then he just sang over the rehearsal tape or whatever it was. There's this jabbing, half-fractured ghost story, which is beautiful. Scanlan starts bringing more and more noise, really matches the black and white cover. Unclean! And then, yeah, as, as, as Ezra said, it's, it gets it gets clearer about three, three and a half minutes in. I'm calling it! The wonky riff comes in at like seven minutes as Scanlan goes for a victory victory lap yog sagoth outer god ray millard incantation and the leper in whom the plague is his clothes shall be rent and his head burn he shall put a covering upon his upper lip and cry unclean unclean mr james detective drives through hampshire and and thinks a visit to the rector and meanwhile and meanwhile i could go on but i will not and neither should they oh so Pip um, couldn't be, Pip didn't even send any information through. So we'll assume that um, he, he's in the Froze camp and he doesn't like any of these songs. Yeah, fill the it's all that stuff. All right. Next up is the song Live at the Witch Trials from the album of the same name. But it's still one step ahead of you. 
I still believe in the R&R dream. R&R as primal scream. Tied to the Puritan ethic. Non-sympathetic to spastics. After all, they're still a lonely bastard. Eggheads, boneheads, cute. Cute for them. We were early and we were late, but still. Live at the witch trials! So, here's what Ezra had to say about live at the witch trials. As I'm sick on bed, I'll keep it. As I'm sick on bed, I'll keep it short. A skit of some interest undermined by the unfortunate reference to quote-unquote spastics. That's all he says. Um, Tim, meanwhile, says, Live at the witch trials, fine skit, but it ain't Spectre, so it can fuck off. Alistair, what do you think of Live at the Witch Trials? Well, it's an intro, isn't it? Um, I did quite like the, the like the tone of the guitar, and uh, there's like you know a slight bit of feedback in there. It's very very subtle, uh, but it's it's definitely there. But yeah, you're not allowed to say that anymore. I did think that. <laughs> What's the other one? Let's not go down that rabbit. <laughs> this is all going edited out. Don't worry. Oh come on, I work with people with learning disabilities are brilliant. <laughs> uh, I'll keep it. I'll, I'll cut out everything I can bring it back in. Where you say learning disabilities that that's uh you've saved it it's good um <laughs> as long as you say something at some point that, that, that that's that's acceptable i can edit it i can edit around it well um, no spasticity is a thing uh and it just became like a catch-all phrase which is like became used to be used quite a lot for people with learning disabilities people get locked up in asylums for being being morally dis- deficient and do you know what? I, I class myself as being morally deficient. So, you know, at the end of the day, we're all people. There you go. There's at least two sentences in that that I can salvage. <laughs> Froze, what did you make to that fine track? Mm, nonsense. More anti Christian nonsense. And me, the son of an Episcopalian. <laughs> Am I right? I feel like this is the handiwork of an over supportive English teacher who sees the best in every child. That's where this, this sound has come from is a lack of editing, a lack of of thinking, yeah, we could leave this one on the cutting room floor. Let's just put it all on the... No, they definitely edited it. It's dead short. <laughs> if anything, they edited it up. That's quality control, that. Quality control! It sounds like the handiwork of a communist and I won't stand for it. Communism is better tackled more effectively in Indian mission schools, seminal hit, Minotaur Wonderland. Uh, I don't know that one. It's good. <laughs> you should, should listen to it. They got um, what's that uh, What's that award that Adele always wins? They got that first steady on steady on (laughs) you're a guest on this show well luckily it was short but it was two at least three minutes too long (laughs) verdict burn them burn them all is what i burn them all burn the witches exactly here's what i said um guitar noises talking smith an intro to a song that doesn't come um he says that i still believe in a kind of purity we come from a long line of people who've tried to do things like that like gene vincent people who into rock and roll because the attitude was different apparently the the line primal screaming here is where bobby gillespie got the name from the band 
Dan probably screamed from not from the actual therapy. Yeah, I thought it was the therapy, but there you go. It's full reference, apparently. That's just like the Smiths, isn't it? <laughs> that's yeah, that's where they got it from as well, right? Um, he says you can use primitive methods to communicate, which is why I'm in it because I haven't got any skills. Um, rock and roll is the only form uh, form you can do that. It's beautiful. It isn't really music. He's on your side now for us. It isn't even really music. It's it's just noise. It's a mistreating of instruments to get feelings over. And the way people abuse that dream is the music business. Terrible. Uh, all, all music is organised noise. Rock and roll ain't noise pollution. I, I, I prefer the more disorganised noise. But having said that, some organised noise is, is alright as well. Sweet. Well, it's time to vote. Um, this is going to be hard for some people who have vehemently disliked both tracks but for me easy i am going with specter um as is ezra and tim has given specter 10 sludge high choice and live of the witch trials one we don't know what pip thinks so oh, i've got, I've got a, an irish two pence piece which will flip for phil's decision so is it, heads is it those two pence it could be uh well sorry wait, right well, it's not heads it's a uh, harp uh, and um some other thing all so, right, what does Pip think? After Spectre, see what it does. It's Harp, it's Spectre. He's, oh, he's, he's called it. He's called it. Froze, which way are you going? Which is which is the least worst? Spectre versus Rector or Live at the Witch Trials? Well, I have an initial question before and then a follow-up question. My initial question is, do you still have that coin? There. <laughs> what is it? There we go. You may flip the coin. All right, okay. Hey, are, we going, uh, are we going Harp for uh, Spectre again? Yeah, sure. Oh, no, you, you've, you've gone for Witch Trials, you certainest. Oh, yeah. The best of a bad bunch. <laughs> was a negative word. Does um, Froze? Is is this another visitor for you over there? Who's that grey hood slouching fellow who seems to have a vampire with him? Oh no, not you're again! Gonna, you're gonna want to duck for cats. Oh, it's not Jacques Derrida, the the deconstructionist. Oh, He's not the deconstructionist, postmodernist philosopher, is it? No, no, no. Oh hi everyone! Just in the neighbourhood. Um. Every text participates in one or several genres. There's no genreless text. There's always a genre and genres, yet such participation never amounts to belonging. Froze, is this fellow with you? Sometimes. Sometimes he's travelling across dimensions. I haven't personally seen him for quite some time. You see, oh, he's got, he's flown away. He seems to be sitting on some kind of giant flying hamster. He spouts some absolute nonsensical um, trollop. Well, you know what? You know what, Froze? I can actually see how that relates to the fall because he says he talks about there's no genreless genre. Every genre is a genre, but being in a genre isn't really being in a genre, and that's the fall in a nutshell, surely. If you talk over me, you can't hear both of us. <laughs> the way the way I see it, but you know the, the genre thing. You, you know, people talk about world music. All music's from the world. Oh, what about space music? Is world music? Sea, sea music. under the sea, Little Mermaid. <laughs> oh, I, listen, Froze. You know the music world in and out, and the undersea music world as well. Anyway, let's move on. Next up is. Uh, Strict Nine, a Sonics cover by The Fall, Peel Session, 
There's some sweetness for you, isn't it? Here's one, I think. Piano, guitar, FX, slinky, wiry guitar, strong beat, more bass, please. MES, straight down the line, great sonic scream. Good cover, one of the best. You think, Alistair? Well, I just put, it's a sonics cover. Talk, yeah. So, you know, it's, it's dead functional, but it's a peel session. And uh, right about this time, I um, kind of did peel sessions myself and we was going, oh, yeah, what, what's it like to work with a fall uh, producers? And it, it was just kind of, uh, um, very polite, but you kind of got that they were very annoying <laughs> and, and smithy. Uh, you know, I think a great time was had by all, but you know, it's, it's, it is the uh, the Maid of Vale sound on it, it sounds great, but it's a functional cover. I don't really do a great deal apart from be a version of uh, Strict Nerd. Yeah, and normally I'd probably play the original, but we've heard it so many times, I'm not going to bother. It's a great track. Yeah. Here's what Tim says After so many wishy washy covers it's refreshing to hear one recorded with some guts and energy yeah it's a straightforward take but it has the impetus to pull it off i like it i'm with him i think we're i think this one and the monks higgledy piggledy are the two that, that stand out head and shoulders for me um in a raft of wishy-washy covers but i know someone who might have a different opinion froze what did you think of that uh sonics cover uh, this is the one that isn't wishy-washy i feel bad for the other ones exposure to high levels of strychnine may result in respiratory failure, possibly leading to death and brain death within 15 to 30 minutes following exposure. Those are the effects of ingesting strychnine. They are preferable to ingesting this song. <laughs> And also, by peel sessions, is that because you want to peel out your ears? Steady on, clear, steady on, folks. It's a clear rip-off of Margaret Zachariah's steak punt. Oh, Margaret Zachariah? I've not heard that one. You will have. It's on every it customer. Uh, it's better than this. It's not even the song. What kind of cretins take another band's song and do this to it? This is, this is X-Factor level of disobedience. Musical disobedience. And then that's all the best bits. Some bands can play the instruments and perform at the same time. Do you think this band have considered trying that? Steady on. Steady on, Froze. <laughs> You're a guest on this show. <laughs> well, they, they, they're clever enough to be able to use both hands at the same time. like So that, that's, you know, you've got to give them credit for that. There's a man in one band who has one arm and he plays the drums. And he's this, yeah. Cat, a huge cat. Yeah, right. Shall we move on to what it's up against, which is the littlest rebel of Extricate 1990. Down the well. She's the 
littlest rebel. Here's what Ezra has to say. I didn't tell you what he thought the last one, but basically he didn't say anything. He said his head was hurting. This one he said, I was a bit nonplussed to hear that some think that Spectre versus Rector lifts from Khan's Empress and Ukraine King. That to me, this track is way more canny of that era, and I like it very much for its similarities to Cheesecake, a rocking, trancing cheesecake. I don't know what that means. Uh, Froze, surely you like this one. I agree. I agree that it's similar to Cheesecake in that they both make me sick. My stomach cannot handle either. Um, this might be the least rebellious song I've ever heard. I've never heard something conform more. Well, it is the littlest the rebel, so um, yeah, that's, that's quite absent. It is better than a big rebel would conform less. However, considering all the other garbage we've had to trench through, which has been non-formulaic, we're, we're straight on the on the straight and narrow here. I've seen more rebellion in a teenage girl's haircut. What a concept. You know who is a, a real little rebel? The Mac, the Mac girl from Don't Look Now. Little Red Riding Hood. Yeah, mm. exactly. Steady on, Froze. Middle of the road, Pop. The organ sounds like the grinder has let the monkey take over. <laughs> <laughs> Alistair, what do you think of The Littlest Rebel? Well, I quite like this one. Um, it's extricate, earful. Great little guitar riff in there. And, you know, I do like the hand claps. I'm a, I'm a big fan of hand claps, um, which has been a bit, a bit of a bone of contention in bands that have been in previously. But yeah, for, for extricate, the drums sound really good. Very unusual. don't know if it was recorded in a different studio or, or what, like, you know, but they, they've definitely uh, eliminated a problem there. But yeah, Marsh is little keyboard riff is dead good I wrote down rock lobster but the way my writing is it looks like I've written cock lobster but yes it's a really nice sort of like stompy garage pop tune um, with some more Larry Adult style harmonica in there yeah nice I thought it was harmonica as well but no one's credited with it as far as I could see at first I thought the organ was Marsha as well but apparently it's Craig Leon producer on the organ oh not Dr. Marsha no but I think Marsha plays some synth stuff on there in and out maybe but uh, I, I thought I should have got Clint Boone in on that. Get some nice organ sounds. Ooh. Four to the floor, simple guitar line, cheesy organ break. Always love me some hand claps, Alistair. Love hand claps. Do you know who would love this song? Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> and why is that for us? It's bad, isn't it? <laughs> He's a wrong one. Robert McGarvey. Um, Rose West. <laughs> <laughs> Carol Thatcher and Mark Thatcher. And Jal Sandrus. <laughs> Lifted that directly from Alan Partridge. That oh, brand. Russell, Russell Brand? Yeah. Exact Mao. <laughs> General Miscontent. Yeah. And I, I think they should change the name Harmonica in this song because that sounds too peaceful. It should be called like Discordia. It's my favourite instrument. They're good at that. It does gel together in the second half. I think it's kind of stonking, but I think it's the lyrics that put me off. This, that the Littlest Rebel. I think Littlest Rebel was a film by Shirley Temple. Um, my grandmother, your grandmother too, Froze wrote to Shirley Temple awesome. as an old lady. Shirley Temple was also an old lady at that point. And Shirley Temple wrote back. And as a child, I remember my my my, um, my nan showing me a letter that she got from Shirley Temple in Hollywood. And I Ooh. do, I don't think I made that up. <laughs> Maybe she did. <laughs> the handwriting was surprisingly similar to uh, Christmas cards that she sent me. Um, Shirley Temple sent you Christmas cards. <laughs> <laughs> More on that later. No thanks on the rebel chant either, lads. 
is what I've said. Anyway, let's take a vote. Strychnine or the Littlest Rebel. Ezra has gone for the Littlest Rebel, three points to two, whereas Tim has quite conclusively gone for Strychnine. Which way are you going, Alistair? Well, I'm dead jealous that you get um, you know, Christmas cards off Shirley Temple. I only get them off Doris Day. Uh, but I'm going for the, the Littlest Rebel. Now, I knew you would. Because it's not a cover. Because it's not a cover. But I thought you'd think it was shit and still go for it. That's what I was expecting. But, you no, know, I really, you... really like Littlest Rebel, and um, I think it's just a better performance. Fair enough. I'm going for Strychnine, which means these two clowns <laughs> are going to determine which one goes through. So, um, <laughs> Phil, I don't know which way he'd go. So we've got the average two p. All right, let's let's do the uh, time cost and see. What, okay, up um, it Strychnine. So look, oh, it's it Strychnine. Oh, so Strychnine's going through unless Froze decides to overturn that decision. Well, I have a question. Yes, pick a number between one and two. B, uh, then the second one. Oh, the one about the Bowie one. That means we have to go to the fingers. So the three of us have to hold up how many fingers we think each song is worth. So Alistair and me and you, Froze, how many out of three do you give for Strict Nine? I've given it a three. Alistair's given it a one. Ezra's gone for two. <laughs> Froze, unsurprisingly, has given it a, a zero or a negative one. Um, yeah, so I wish I had less fingers. So that is. <laughs> that could be that's, arranged. That's nine points for strict nine and let's go for the littlest rebel that's four points in the room five six seven eight points are you giving two is that a real two for us what i'm giving i'm giving two out of courtesy for the guest appearance all right so that means the littlest rebel goes through surprise can surprise. i just be clear can i just be clear it is not it is not about the music <laughs> Brilliance. <laughs> Spike um, point. Froze, there appear to be two monkeys at the window. Are these here with you? Oh, I'm bringing a lot of people with me. I've got a salt circle to maintain, so people just will be drifting back and forth. Oh, hello. Speak up. We're on a different show. No, we're here to do the walls. What? What? We're here to do the walls of your wall. But you're going to do the walls in my new house, etc., etc. Yeah, we're you, here, to, here to do the walls. You have like 50 uh, like buildings to rebuild for us no i don't know about that but i need to do the walls oh just do that room first over there then oh no you the, you're, you're messing up the paintwork etc etc sorry sorry i've spilled paint everywhere <laughs> i'll have your cap they've only built us one thing and it fell down listen you two and get out <laughs> too many bottles of urine to comprehend the cheeky monkeys <laughs> Well, they seem to spill paint all over my floor and urinated in the corner and now they're running off down the street with their pants around their ankles. So that wasn't a very successful job, was it? Anyway, shall we move on to um, Cab Driver off Behind the Counter, single 1993.
I like this bit. Um, Al, what do you think of Cab Driver B side? Yeah, um, what's going on with the eras here, Brendan? Because <laughs> like uh, this, this one's in a different era from Strictime, which was also 1993. Um, so I don't, I don't know if it was just like um, was it a leap year or something? Um, <laughs> but it does remind me quite a bit of M25, uh, which again is is it's all about automotive transport, I suppose. It's competent, but you know, I get a bit tired of it. There's not too much going on in the might have been good live might have even seen it live but you know I don't remember it and it's not a dead remember you know like memorable song is it well for me no here's to answer your question so the the line between era 2 and era 3 is the infotainment scan 93 and strict 9 got bundled in with the 93 appeal session on the infotainment scan now the single behind the counter came out in 93 I think but middle class revolt was 94 so by a technicality cab driver is in era 3 but good good Default, 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 default. Too sweetest words in the English language. <laughs> Here's what I think. Behind the Counter, uh, B-Side, 1993, is an early version of City Dweller off uh, Middle Class Revolt. Bush-era keys, plodding bass line, Manchester drums from Psy, and where's Craig? The worst thing about this era is how absent Craig is, just doing the odd bit of chord stuff in the background. There's a lot of layers of keys and synths, but it had my head nodding. Mumbling Mez is quite nice, and the samples work well, but it's another great... Granada reports football intro. He should have been selling these off to Northside. Some horrible whistles come in at three minutes and they're the best thing about the track. Then Craig gets a little bit of space for those long ringing out chords. I know you get what you're given with the fall, but my need for this stuff is very limited. Let's just say if you're trying to distance yourself from the idiot joy crew, you might need to do a little bit more than this. Ezra says, Cab driver, this is some great 80s noir. I can see it as a soundtrack to Lost Detectives, Alcohol, Oblivion, Slide, Night Hot on the Heels of a Serial Killer. That is almost certainly him or his mam, Cracking Biz. Very low standards, that, that uh, young man. Froze, surely this one does it for you. Um, no, I only <laughs> caught the first like 20 seconds because my ears just filled with blood. Um, I think a more 80s noir take on something like this would be Full Strike by 10 Pun Bowling mm -mm. or possibly Medica by Small Area Investigation. That's um, a cover. Uh, it's a cover of a cover. I've not heard that I one. Think the, I think it was Gladys Knight and the Pips originally but then uh, it got gentrified over time. Um, taxi for the for the singer of Cab Driver please. Shite. <laughs> Steady on froze. Here's what Tim said. Cab driver, very baggy sounding and a bit generic in overall sound, but I like the density of detail and the way every bit of space is packed with something or other. The layered snatches of vocals recorded in very different ways appeal to me and make an interesting texture. Better than I remembered it, and I've enjoyed it this week. Interesting. But it is up against Ivanhoe's Two Pence, which was also a B-side from the Masquerade single. Let's have a listen to that. Yeah. 
Ravenel's Tuppence off the Masquerada single in the Levitate era. Ezra said, Cracking track. How can I return in happy plight when I'm debarred the benefit of rest? What does Alistair think? Quite kind of uh, meh about this one as uh, I was with Cab Driver, so it's going to be a very difficult decision. you got like some kind of uh, like almost velvety guitar riff going on, reminds me a bit of something like Sweet Jane or something like that. The vocal delivery's all right, you know, it's Smith kind of in the lounge mode. Um, but I did quite like the backing vocals, the whispers uh, that's going on. The keyboard's not dead keen, though. Who's, who's responsible for that, then, Brendan? I'd imagine Julia Nagel Adamson yeah. at that point. It's, it's a little Frank-esque. I don't know, you see, it's, it's very loungy, bit of studiantes. Black shirt, white panties. Tim says, Ivanhoe's tuppence. Funny these two being put against each other. This in some ways opens as a less accomplished version of Cab Driver. But instead of going all in with the layered voices and adding interesting sounds, it just turns into the kind of sound you hear at shit band nights 15 years ago. Not great at all. Well, Froze, it seems like you might be in good company here because it's taken a bit of a beat in this song. Surely you like this one. Well, this is actually my favourite one. You're a sick little monkey. I'm lying. It's just as bad as the rest. Um, If they're saying it's two pence, I would like to say zero pence and shite. (laughs) (laughs) I agree with Tim, but I would like to say that I don't think it's funny that they were put next to each other. I don't think it's funny at all. Are you going into therapy after this one then for us? Yes, if my ears still work. Steady on for us. Come on. <laughs> Trying to do a it's podcast like, here. I got a copy of the CD as well, and that smells bad. So that's two <laughs> senses. Here's what I think. Nagel's piano at the front jiggles along nicely. It's a little tune, and it sounds like Levitate, the song itself off the uh, album. Mez hasn't quite got a handle on the vocal, but it's nice enough. One of the less experimental Levitate tracks with cheap keyboards whirring away at times. There's a, a nice gentle rhythm, but I think it's missing something I can't quite put my finger on. It doesn't have a lead line, and I, I kind of like songs that have a clear lead. Ivano is a knight who hunts and tries to find King Richard the Lionheart. Ivanor Avon was also a soldier in the First World War whose life was saved by two pennies which deflected a bullet. So maybe it's about them, according to the annotated fall, our friends and researchers. But there's a part in it that says, in the gut of Mammon, you used a patient's credit card to steal one billion which they suggest is about the bizarre story of nurse Lucy McLaughlin, who was done for stealing the credit cards of patients and then did one to Saudi Arabia where she was done for murder and then came back and then was done multiple more times for credit card fraud. You think you would have heard about that one? Yeah, she's no Bev Alec though, is she? I believe this is her favourite band. (laughs) Let's take a vote. Ezra is going for Cab Driver 3, Ivan 2, whereas Tim has gone Cab Driver 2.5, Ivanhoe 0. I am going for Ivanhoe. Which way are you going, Al? Uh, oh, it's a very difficult one, isn't it? You know, it's um, I'm splitting my vote. <laughs> which means that um, uh, Cab Driver's got three and uh, Ivanhoe's uh, got only one person voting for it. Or 2.5 and 1.5 if you want to be mathematical about it. Which way are these two? Which way are you going for us? Are you um, cab driver or uh, or Ivanhoe? I mean, what's the max points? Or you just you just say which one you like best. Uh, can I say single ladies? By fiance. Yes. <laughs> sure. Why not? 
so cab driver goes through. I'm not bothered what Pip thinks. Froz, I can't help but notice that you're carrying a book around with you. What is that? What is that book? Oh, yeah. It's like some kind of diary. Yeah, it's the diary of a deceased woman that we cover on a different podcast. I forget her name. Um, she sometimes I just read them. And have you got a, a diary entry for us there? Maybe one that's up. one that's relevant to the fall. It's just opened on a page. How about that? Just give me a minute. <laughs> <laughs> a minute, because I'd forgotten that I was supposed to do this bit. Yes. Dear diary, today I was provided with a iPod shuffle with um a hundred songs on it by a uh, principal. Um, he said, here, listen to this, Maud. You will really, you'll dig it. I picked it up in Nam. Uh, so I thought I'll give it I'll give it a listen. I don't mind, Skinner. So I was walking around town, just walking through the parks and that, listening to it. And at first I was distracted by the beauty of nature. But after about 30 seconds, I thought, what? what is this? Is it like is someone just clanging metal against the wall? And the man in the background who's doing the singing, um, very now. <laughs> <laughs> It's, I, I don't know if he gave it to me as a gag or if he particularly dislikes me but the album I listened to first was This Nation's Saving Grace and um, it wasn't it was the opposite of that it made me less American somehow um, it's a good job I'm into God because this album makes me think that there is no God but luckily Ned told me that there is um, Code Selfish was only slightly better and it was only slightly better because it had stopped raining while I was walking so it had nothing really to do with the context of the music um and I'm gonna pass- sometimes it's better to be listening to it when it is raining exactly thank you mind i am um, i'm gonna pass it on to helen lovejoy and tell her it's great and hopefully send that bitch crazy bye mm-hmm. that was interesting um we never had a diary on the the show before and it's interesting that you just have to define one that that ragged all over the fall very much in the same way you have through this entire episode uh, that you guested on yeah but let's move on to the last show showdown of the evening that's cowboy george off your future our clutter 2010 Unseen footage indeed. Alistair, how about George? Well, I didn't listen to it just then. I just went for a wee wee because I've had um, a full litre of black coffee that's very strong whilst doing this podcast so far. NHS coffee, yeah, no doubt. It, well, yeah. Uh, it's uh, the worst kind. But yeah, I'll rely on my notes. And, uh, but I put those, you know, there's, there's a big snare presence on this and it, it kind of works. Uh, uh, drumming going on. It's all a bit kind of like rawhide to start with. Quite like the surfy guitar production. I think that works well. Do you know where it was recorded? This, uh, Mr. Brendan. Oh, your future record to no 
idea, but I know they did a lot of stuff in um, Lisa Stansfield's studio up in Rochdale, but um, uh, I'm not sure if this one's up there. Yeah, there's a very garage going on, um, which, you know, reminded me a little bit of the, the tour rag kind of sound, which, you know, uh, back in the day, it was always sort of like, um, you know, the, the Medway scene, a lot of those bands kind of recorded there, but I think Elephant was recorded there as well. Uh, it was, but apparently um, The Fall did record a bit of stuff at Torag, but I think it might have just been vocals. I was wondering whether or not it was one of these, but, um, you know, I wonder about a lot of things. But yeah, quite like the delay distortion with reverb FX shit that's uh, kind of like chucked at it at the end. That's, that's a, a lot of fun. All in all, it's a good one. I, uh, according to Wikipedia, Your Future Arcotta was recorded in Cherwick Studios in Castleford and uh, six DB Studios in Salford. So, uh, Yorkshire. Yorkshire and Lancashire. Hey. Here's what Ezra had to say. Cowboy George, odd interjections of auto-tuned disco myth sounding quite discombobulated. Rock portion, rock portion of sound could be more in the red. One point for the bingo. Love the words and the electro outro. This is the story that unfolded as it went on into the sea of unseen footage and unseen facts and unseen refinement unseen extension chickery tip in a shopping center with a soundtrack again Ooh la la froze surely this one did it for you i thought it was recorded from the sounds of things in chernobyl it's uh it's about a horse i, I think he should ride his horse right back out of here all of them all of the fall i also similarly didn't listen to it but i was here i didn't i just I used my mind try not to listen to it you know what it'd, it'd have to be a very big horse to fit all of the fall on there wouldn't it you know like a maybe like a shire horse but like one that's been like tampered with genetically and it's kind of like about four times bigger than a, a, an actual shire horse should be referring to genetically yeah. mucked around with animals chickens. hashtag bushes <laughs> Yeah. Sunderland Animals. That's a good album name. They should have done that. Instead of the... You know, I heard that fall LP. No, I try my best not to listen to any of them. <laughs> it was going well until today. Here's what Tim says. Cowboy George, I like this one. The two-chord shuffle denies resolution, and the riff that comes in now and then just builds it further. Very moody. The way it collapses is great too, is what I think. Nice twangy guitar, thundering, quiet, thunder, galloping drums, and a nice riff from Greenway gets going and doesn't stop all in all a nice twangy tune that probably would have benefited from some crooning alongside Mez I wish he had a foil like Rowetta or maybe a Johnny Cash type but he does get all growly at the end it's all done in three minutes I think could have been even shorter and then a very nice long outro for like three or four more minutes with swirling FX and some minimal guitar stuff and some Mez spoken words stuff about brown bottles and the track falls apart and green way and eleni this is your moment to shine smith said he wrote it while he was still on medication from the wheelchair heavy german medication which i'm not used to <laughs> it's a bit mystical apparently this is one of the songs that they flogged to twilight for 50 grand twilight came to them and said we, we want some songs for a thing but they gave them a couple of songs and uh, they got 50, 50 grand of them i don't know if this song's worth 50 grand low fat no. Canned meat. I wouldn't. I said, I hate you, you low fat limeys. I bite into a mad sinner. I lost the plot. Unseen footage. Chicory tip in a shopping centre. <laughs> 
incense does boat robin redbreast in my fate again is this is this the one they got children to write <laughs> vampire children all the depressed teenage vampires uh, oh there's one at the one. window there's one at the window with uh, your mate jack i think he's coming back i lock the door god <laughs> <laughs> Let's have a listen to the last track of the evening, which is Strange Town. Can't hear that, can you? No, it's my favourite one. <laughs> strange Town. This is a strange town. People here around don't have a smile. I've been here two years. I've been looking around trying to find out. Think about is calling people out. My garden is overgrown, and the weeds are creeping up on my home. There's a nest in the trees. Thought about straying into um, I Want to Be Your Dog for one final time, but they resisted. Alistair, what do you reckon to Strange Town? Yeah, well, you mentioned uh, I Want to Be Your Dog. Yeah, that's a good point. It's a dead generic sort of riff, really, that's going on in it. Um, it kind of works like, you know, reminds me a little bit of the Vicky the Viking thing again, and, uh, you know, like the Peter Gunn kind of riff, and a little bit like Commercial Rain by the Serpent Crocs. Uh, sorry, Inspiral Carpets. But yeah, Elena gets a bit Silver Machine on it as well. I think my favourite part of it is it's doing some of the accidental teeth whistling again, um, which is always a lot of fun. But yeah, the, the, the counting in, one, two, three, four stuff. Yeah, yeah, I, I like that kind of shabbiness. Uh, but, you know, it reminds me, uh, again, a little bit of uh, Patrick Dispenser. But yeah, like I said, it, it, I think it's a fairly generic thing that's going on, but it's done all right. Aye, aye. Tim says, really shit. It even has glitches. <laughs> It even has glitches and skips. This is rubbing off on you in Murphros from the other side. It even has glitches and skips that sound like a mastering problem rather than intervention by the band. But I guess it offers something to look forward to, plodding crap. There's no way those noises are unintentional. It's got Smith all over it, all those glitches and noises. It's actually one of the best things about the track. I wouldn't be surprised if that was if it was like a mastering problem and Smith was like, no, we're using it, we're doing it. Probably, because it sounds good. I actually think it adds uh, a, a nice layer to the track, because a lot of that Imperial Wax stuff, it's a bit bit more pobby and meaty and this. This is probably a meaty, but it has some noises on it, which is good. Um, Froze, surely, last track of the evening, surely this pub rocker warmed your heart. It certainly doesn't remove anything from the track. Um, no, <laughs> this this was what I would call a fizzling, meandering end to a dumpster fire of nightmares. Was in line with the rest of them. And you, I've heard you mention different eras several times throughout this. Did they have a, a good era? Steady on, Froze. You're a guest. You're a guest in a, in a house here. Provide a better house. <laughs> it's my new house. Come on. The only thing strange about this track is how a record company decided it was good enough to put it in shops. Hold for applause. What this? Another nicked one. If you're going to write me notes, spell them out properly. The sheer, the sheer lazy cheek of these four people. This one sounds like my uncle Rex and his mates at the boozer bashing out a booze sodden slog after six too many shandies. Like the um, Pogs man. Play like that Pogs man. 
but from presumably Lancashire or Lancaster. Here's what I said. It's, a, it's Groundhog's cover. It's the second Groundhog's cover and it's the first one I didn't like either. Lurching and meaty lads with just a hint of wonkiness. It's nice and there's some sort of tape, hiss and glitch introduced, which is the best part. Elena's keys are purring and whirring and a very spirited mess performance. Decent and competent. I like the way it falls apart, like you said, it um, about halfway through and he counts it back in. I think that's that's uh, sweet, but goes on way too long. So here's what Ezra says. Pretty ropey cover. Usually I'm quite sympathetically dispensed towards these, but not this one. Not today. Yeah, usually he'll give this shit time of day, but he's obviously, he's crook, isn't he? So uh, let's, take a, let's take a vote. Ezra's gone with Cowboy George and uh, Tim has easily gone with Cowboy George and I am going with Cowboy George 2. Alistair, which way are you going? Well, I was going to go with Cowboy George initially and I didn't know Strange Time was a cover, so, you know, it just shows you how ignorant I am. Uh, but I'm still going with Cowboy George. CJ, Froze, there's still time for you to turn this around. Which one of these two is the shining gem of the evening? Strange Time. <laughs> Would you like to justify that decision like they do on The Chaser? Um, there isn't really any justifying it. It's just, I'd say it's the most recent one in memory. <laughs> of anything, it's the worst. But because I because I can hear the name of it in my head, I'm going to go for that one. Okay, and also, okay. I don't like Cowboys. Indians are best. Exactly. What that means is that uh, Cowboy George, Cab Driver, The Littlest Rebel, and Spectre vs. Rector goes through. Shall we finish with a song? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's one then. Glassolin, a simal winning, a unkeen. Quintessence. Scanlon's victory, Yogg-Sagoth. Spec to my knowledge. I'll sing what I want. Spec <laughs> hi-fi, Gitter dozen. Ezra live at which is a skit of some interest. High choice. I'm drinking coffee. Wishy-washy. Wishy-washy. <laughs> Specs. Body. We really want <laughs> <laughs> the end. The end. The end. Now, normally, Damn. Froz, I at this point I invite people back on, but you're not welcome. Please don't ever I come don't back. Want, I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, burning hell for us. I hate the fall and everything they stand for. Bye. I wish they'd fall into a hole. Oh, that's the name of one of their albums. Good. <laughs> Yeah!